वेलकम बैक एवरी वन टू स्पोर्ट्स चर्चा आफ्टर अ वीक्स ब्रेक यूरोस इज हियर इज फुटबॉल रियली दैट इंपॉर्टेंट आफ्टर विटनेसिंग वॉट हैपन टू क्रिस्टियन रिक्सन कोविड कैन डिले द गेम बाई टू डेज बट अकार्डिया का रस्कांट इटली प्लेइंग गुड डजेंट मैटर लुकाकूज ब्रिलियंस doesn't matter shits outrageous goal doesn't matter but here we are to do what we can do which is to talk about all the action that happened in the last week also we have copa america managerial changes and the first time ever in the history of sports charcha let's go hey everyone international football is back i mean we are back after a week's break uh sorry for the break we'll have to uh start this with a sincere apologies for not doing the season review part 2 because of various reasons and the events that happened last week reiterated the fact that football is definitely not the most important thing in the world yeah i mean we have tennis and cricket too <laughs> but yeah here we are with updates previews our predictions or wishes for euro 2020 i mean yeah it is euro 2020 it's 2021 but the tournament is still called euro 2020 and uh, like every week we have our co-host ishan and dear friend hi guys sorry again for last week but i think we'll cover it up this week great so we're not going to waste any time as we have lots to cover both on and off the field so we'll start with the euros so you guys can stretch a little bit you know listeners can grab your beer popcorn chai coffee matlab jo bhi whatever works for you and uh, we'll start with uh, group a uh, which has italy switzerland turkey and wales and there were two games italy versus turkey that ended 3-0 uh, were you surprised actually i wasn't because italy is probably the most informed team coming into the euros that nobody has talk- spoken about uh ever since mancini took over the italian squad they've been playing beautiful football uh, we don't associate an italian squad playing attacking football they're known more for their defensive solidity but you know they're such a great team to watch right now uh and they showed that in the game against turkey uh there was never any doubt uh, turkey is not the same turkey we've seen in the years gone by where you know they have some stars and they somehow are known for you know upsets etc but I think it was an expected result. I didn't expect it to be so one-sided, uh, but it was a great team performance by Italy. A great performance by Jorginho. A big shout out to him because uh, the way he controlled the midfield uh, was amazing to watch. In Lorenzo Insigne again, you know he had three attempts at a curling shot, same position three times in the match. He muffled it twice and finally scored one. So Italy is looking very strong in this group, and I see them topping it. Yeah, and uh, Lorenzo Insigne's goal, as he said, that's actually his goal. That's that's how he scores. For guys who have seen yeah. La- Napoli, that's how Insigne scores. That's a trademark style. And yeah, even I was surprised to see him miss a couple of earlier shots. He actually scored that kind of a curling shot goal from almost the halfway line against Madrid a couple of years ago. Yeah, same shot. Yeah. Now Italy, as you said, haven't lost a single game since September 2018. and they won all their groups and qualifiers and generally when people talk about italy they don't talk about midfield they generally talk about defense yeah. and their prolific strikers but this italy side had great midfield and uh, just to remind our listeners this is the first time italy are playing an international tournament without buffon i mean probably ever since maybe brutus stabbed 
Caesar. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I don't know. Last time, like I was, I didn't see Buffon playing for Italy. Uh, I mean, as you said, wasn't really surprised. Turkey was very disappointing. I mean, they were one of the dark horses of this tournament, but they were pretty disappointing. They were very shaken after the first goal. Yeah. First half was very tight, but then uh, hopefully they'll come back in their next games. The second game was Wales versus Turkey. Wales versus Switzerland. Uh, not a great game, actually. It was a pretty boring game, to yeah. be honest. Uh, it was. It ended one-one. Wales were very lucky to actually get a point out of the game. I really don't have a lot of things to talk about the game because it was not I, a very yeah, great game. Yeah, actually, unfortunately, uh, shows my lack of uh, things to do in my life. I actually spent time to watch that game, hoping that Gareth Bale might do something. Uh, but I, you're right; it was a very dry game. Nothing actually happened. Switzerland should have got the three points out of you know when you compare both the sides, they were the better team. Uh, Wales will the way you like the way Wales celebrated after the final whistle was like they won the ma- match and that showed uh, who should have won the game. So yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting. This group, obviously, as I said, Italy. I see them topping, but the second place is going to be like it'll be interesting because I won't count Turkey out as yet. As you said, they they are known to pull something out of the uh, hat, and you know they might cause an upset. Yeah, so even I think Italy will qualify from this group straight away. So let's go to yeah. the main talking point of this week, the Group B game between Denmark versus Finland. I mean, this game was a historic game for many reasons. It was Finland's first ever international game in their history. But this game, let's just don't talk about the game, but what happened in the game uh, towards the 45th or the 46th minute, uh, Eriksson, Christian Eriksson of Tottenham, Inter Milan, uh, he just collapsed on the field while receiving a, a, a throw-in. And initially, it just felt like he just fell down because of uh, because of fatigue. But then immediately, Anthony Taylor, the referee, spotted something serious. He, he quickly called in the medical staff. Simon Kerr, uh, their uh, captain who, who, who raised to him, who, who gave him the initial uh, first aid, and then the medical staff came. It was really scary. Uh, I mean, I was watching it live. And, and 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 for that moment, I totally forgot about everything that's happening around the football, the Euros, everything. And it was it was really really scary. Yeah, you're right. Like I remember, like you put it on our group, and then I was not watching the game, and then I turned it on. And I sometimes you just do not believe things are happening in while you're watching it. You know, like Christian Eriksen. For a lot of people who don't follow Serie, he's one of the great. Scandinavian midfielders of our time. He's probably, if not the best midfielders coming out of Scandinavia. And to see him and, you know, sometimes, I, you know, life is so fickle in that way, right? Like, footballers are known to be the peak, you know, in the peak of physical fitness and it can happen to them as well. And, you know, just watching the crowd, watching the players, You've seen this before. We've seen a lot of you know players collapse, and you know a lot of things have gone wrong. And more often than not, things have really gone wrong. So immediately, your mind goes to think think the worst. And we are, I mean, thank God, thank every Nordic God there is. He's okay. He's stable. Uh, but I want to ask you something. What do you think about? And that's one of the main controversies coming out of the match. As you said, the match became irrelevant. Nobody 
and that applied to the players as well because they were not in the right frame of mind but one hour later it, there was an announcement that the match will go forward what do you think about that you know when i heard it for the first time i was like wow these players are brave i mean this is brilliant by the players uh this is great but then later on as as the news started unfolding as we started hearing about uh what happened exactly from various sources uh it was a little uh disappointing the way uefa handled it because as per what uh peter schmeichel statement i i just saw it today i mean listeners peter schmeichel is cashmas michael's father uh so peter schmeichel said that uefa gave them three options option 1 you play now option 2 you play tomorrow or option 3 you forfeit the game 3-0 so the players discussed and said that uh this is the least bad decision to make in fact their uh striker martin brethwaite he came out and said this is the least bad decision that we could take to play the game then and there because it was it it will be difficult for them to come back and play the next day i i thought this was not very great handle but i can understand from the organizers point of view no one would have expected this to happen when I mean, this kind of thing to happen yeah like uh, as rightly uh, the bala equivalent of espn fc gab marcotti uh, said that you know giving them an option of playing now or tomorrow tomorrow is not going to be any better uh, what what happened on the pitch yeah. you cannot just like erase in the next couple of days so uh, i think the danish coach also said let's get this match done with and you know martin bet brethwaite for yeah. those of you who don't know one of the greatest barcelona strikers uh <laughs> he, he said like you know what he said was that you know it's the least bad thing that could happen but i think the result could have been better for them i know under circumstances but it's still a euro so they'll have to get their mind heads right it's going to be very tough for denmark to get their heads in the right place but knowing that he's fine he's in a better off that should be a good motivation for them to pick up their performances and qualify because they're supposed to uh, based on the group yeah i mean I, i mean again we are reiterating the same point that the match in itself at that point seemed irrelevant the the whole news that Christian Eriksen is fine like he is awake he is alive in fact based on what the denmark's uh, medical the doctor said that he was actually gone quote and quote he said he was gone for a few minutes yeah. that he had a cardiac arrest and they had to use the defibrillators to to bring him back on i mean thank god that he is alive and he is in good spirits he apparently spoke to the players uh, he made joke so he made jokes on 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 him being at a better place right now than the players so good good on that part so and finland won the game 1-0 and 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 we could see the way the denmark players played uh, they were the goal was a was a poor mistake from schmeichel then uh, denmark had a penalty that was saved so finland won their first ever game yeah it's all down to they were not in the right space you never have you ever seen kasper schmeichel yeah. make a mistake like very the one rare, he made you don't so that's obvious proof that they were not in the right head space uh, but also i think not related to football but at that very same time when this was happening we had the faf duplessis in- yeah. injury as well and you we were literally like you know what the you know fuck is going on in the world of yeah. sport like this cannot yeah. be happening so yeah. yeah it's good that everyone is fine faf is fine krishna rickson is fine so life goes on football goes on 
that means we'll talk about the next game in the same group belgium versus russia belgium one of the favorites uh, easily one of the favorites and uh, they played without kevin de bruyne we all know had that uh, injury in the champions league finals they played without hazard i mean hazard came in as a substitute but they he didn't start uh, but yet they won 3-0 and they didn't even get out of third gear and how good is lukaku lukaku has become i'm telling you he's one of if not the most informed strikers behind not named robert lewandowski uh <laughs> yeah in europe for sure and probably in the world uh but i have a big funny thought like they said this is one last chance for the belgian golden generation i mean the belgian golden generation has lasted longer than the roman empire <laughs> and they still haven't delivered when when i say delivered delivered any silverware uh this year this might be their year we've said this before many times internally but the way they played they as you said they didn't they didn't have to try very hard yes russia again like turkey are not the old russian team they don't have you know stars coming who are doing big things in europe anymore like they did so yes belgium should have meaning was easily the favorite but they had it very easy like uh i think again favorites for the group yeah belgium favorites for the group and uh, i believe it's between russia denmark and finland to finish second third or fourth and just to remind you guys that uh, we have six groups so top two from each group will go in and four best third place teams out of the six groups go to the round of 16 so all's not out for any of the teams so finishing third is not bad so we can keep our hopes for denmark finland or russia in this case and uh, let's move on to group c where we had two games austria versus north macedonia nothing much to talk about other other than the fact that goran pandev i mean older football fans like me like ishan yeah. might remember goran pandev he played for inter milan the champions league winning inter milan team he's still playing <laughs> to be uh, to tell you guys he's still playing unbelievable is he <laughs> and he's still bald yeah. half bald <laughs> and he scored and he scored their first yeah. ever international international goal in a major tournament so that's great for north macedonia even though they lost i mean austria's quality came in david alaba uh, arnautovic i mean all that quality came out and 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 they won the game easily 3-1 but the most interesting game happened after that probably the best game of this tournament so far Yeah, Netherlands easily versus, without a doubt. Netherlands versus Ukraine. It ended nil nil first half, and they scored five goals in the second half. It ended three uh, two. Easily the best game of this tournament. Full end to end stuff. Full action. It was great to watch. Finally, we are seeing the Netherlands we expect. Uh, they have been, to be honest, absolutely horrendous under uh, De Boer, and you know, and nobody's actually given them a shot this Euros. uh so they sh- they should probably capitalize on that you know minimal pressure because they are one of the big heavyweights of european football but you know great game what a what a amazing game so good to watch this is probably what we expect from euros so i hope there are many more games but i still won't actually call them favorites for the group uh because netherlands have just they act you know if you saw them in the qualifier they couldn't buy a win they were very lucky to qualify so meaning it's going to be interesting it will be fun yeah. i would personally i'm a netherlands i love the dutch national team same here i i, I also have a soft corner for the dutch yeah. team 
you have it for uh, a lot of ex basa legend reasons uh, i have it just because i like them and but yeah it'll be great yeah i remember the first time i saw dutch in the 1998 world cup the burg camp patrick clivert that's when i i kind of started liking the dutch dutch team that's when the first time i started liking the dutch national team was in fifa 98 the <laughs> football game but yeah, yeah they but were a, they what were, a team that was by yeah. the way anyways so yeah so let's hope uh, the dutch team does well this time hopefully i don't i don't see them reaching the semi finals and if they do that will be a great tournament them do great tournament for them i see them going maybe till the quarter finals maximum all right yeah. so that wraps up group c and uh, we have group d so just to remind you uh, listeners this is we are recording this on 14th june monday night is about 10:25 pm so as of now we have ha- we have had all the games uh, till group d so we have had eight full games and as we are talking right now poland and slovakia's first half has happened it's nil 1 uh, nil to slovakia so group d also had two games which is the england croatia which ended 1 nil thanks to raheem sterling second half goal it was a good goal it was it was i mean it was actually uh, made by calvin phillips the leeds united player calvin phillips yeah. he was actually brilliant he had a amazing game but england international it was pretty the usual england international game that you see not a very free flowing game england had a lot of good chances but i thought croatia was bad yeah it was a as i mean we were talking before recording that it was a very amateurish game like you know crosses were not going properly it you know it just felt a little off uh but england got the job done three points to them um i'm just glad that you know there're not too many fans and then now that bloody stupid chant of the last world cup doesn't exist of uh, for all you guys who don't remember it just to annoy you it's coming up cap <laughs> bloody i it's the worst chant in the world it, i used to like england but i think after that chant i hate them detest that national team but you know they have got really good players this year this for this tournament uh, but they're just bloody boring man i don't know why they what happens to them when they play for the national teams they just don't have a style and they and raheem sterling to scored a very good goal yes you're right but what will happen to them against big teams later on in the tournament that will be the test yeah we'll we'll see we'll see what england does the, the the best part for them is croatia is by far the toughest opponent in that group and they came out with yeah. with a win and with a win and a clean sheet and that too without some without harry maguire in defense without jordan anderson in yeah. midfield so all the other players played very well uh, gareth southgate made a controversial starting lineup with kieran trippier playing on the left so a lot of people were very surprised but then he justified that selection with a victory now coming back to the second yeah. game that just happened like 3 hours back i mean we have had eight games so far we have seen some superb goals like to name a, oh my to name God. a few yarmolenko's goal against uh, netherlands for ukraine if you see that goal it was a brilliant goal yeah. austria's uh, second goal which was david alaba's cross i mean it was an amazing cross uh, and i'm after seeing the cross i was thinking will real madrid play him as a defender or a or a midfielder i don't know yeah. uh but to <laughs> top it all we saw probably the goal of the season probably the goal of the year it will probably win the puskas award by patrick schick 
if you guys haven't seen that goal please go and watch it it must be there in some platform somewhere wow. my god <laughs> oh ming we've seen a lot of great halfway line goals over the years you know obviously the famous david beckham one zabi alonso uh but this was just out of the blue in terms of like you know you knew at a point when zabi alonso and beckham were taking it they you knew that they were setting it up but this patrick chick was in motion he was running with the ball and he just if you see it from a front on camera he just has a second of second glance up and he sees the goalkeeper off his line and to just have the balls yeah you're an international player just have the balls because 99% of the chance you might look like a fool uh but to have that ball the audacity to take that shot and what a goal man like you're right it'll be very tough to for this goal not to win the puskas award and even zlatan's not playing so yeah so that's group d for you so england with 3 points and czech republic with 3 points and croatia and scotland with nil nil, nil points right now so moving on to group e as we were talking poland and slovakia's first half is done as i was as i was saying slovakia leading 1-0 with uh, the chesny own goal i haven't seen the game i haven't seen the goal so we can't talk about it much but let's talk yeah. about the next game that's going to happen tonight in in another two hours which is spain versus sweden i mean spain wouldn't have started this tournament in in like in any worse way if you thought that spain started world cup 2018 very badly this kind of took this kind of like took over it with all the covid cases running around with no real madrid players i am not i am actually scared for spain would they even qualify out of this group i was i am but i find it really funny right like you know covid cases yes it's a pandemic but how can a international team when you are supposed to be in a bubble and there are so many rules and regulations around you how can you have so many cases coming out of it it's just unbelievable and yeah i think jordi alba said it in his press conference that you know yeah. it's a mess the situation is a mess and it is because you know spain are almost like uh, how barcelona have been they are a direct Im- like after their golden age they've just dropped yeah. like the quality of football has dropped the style has dropped and you know obviously they don't have a recognized glow like a leading forward uh, striker uh, you know and i worry i right i worry for them probably not today against sweden but i definitely worry for them if they make it through this group when they play the you know attacking squads who will put them under pressure uh, it will be a challenge for them i mean how many times we we can say that spain's midfield is not good Spain's midfield is not yeah, good. Yeah, that's true. Their midfield is not good at all. I mean, they have Thiago Alcantara, who's okay. He's he's a good player, but I mean, one one part of the problem is this generation is actually immediately after the the greatest ever Spain and Spanish generation ever. I mean, uh, they are the the reason for their own uh, problem right now because it's it's very tough to yeah. follow up your uh, your Xavi, Xavi Alonso, your Busquets, your Xavi, your Iniesta. It is tough, but the the drop in quality is is tremendous and as you said not many great strikers i mean they have to rely on moreno who uh, who actually had a great season to be fair he has had a wonderful season 
you can expect some goals from him, but he's definitely not Torres or David Villa. I mean, you can't expect that level of quality from him. Yeah, and and the thing is that you know, yeah, if you look at the Spanish squad, they have names, but those names don't go together. Yeah, like if you if you the golden generation of the Spanish team when they won the World Cup and the Euros back to back, they had a center midfield. Four of them used to play for two clubs. Mm. Yeah. Right. You had Xavi and Iniesta, who are the masterminds of the Spanish midfield. They play together on the daily. Then you have Xavi Alonso, who is who can play any. You can play blindfolded, right? And then they have a forward line of David Villa, uh, Fernando Torres, who at that time used to score goals for fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and then you have Ramos and PK, yeah. in defense. So meaning, it's going to be tough. But then look at what they've done with the squad, like. Ramos is not there. Fine, but they replaced him with Raúl Albiol. Yeah, Raúl Albiol is turning fifty. <laughs> you know, to top it up, uh, they didn't even take a twenty-six man squad. He took a twenty-three man yeah. squad. I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. The only thing I missed in this game, I was totally looking forward to when the groups were announced to see Ramos versus Latan. I'm I'm very disappointed that's not going to happen. I don't know will that ever happen. Maybe next season Champions League we might see, but yeah, hopefully we'll see that one time. Anyways, Sweden any hopes? Not my not much. I mean they have a decent team. They have Kulusevski, they have Lindelof, but they're a good team. We'll see. We'll see how they'll do. And believe you just said Lindelof as a <laughs> they have. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, he's a name. He he's the he's only time name. I say Lindelof, I say he has a hairstyle. <laughs> That's the only thing he has. But no, I. But Sweden is a tough team. They are, you know, yeah. they don't have the big names, but they are not an easy team to break down. You're not going to be scoring a lot of goals against a Swedish side. And when you're talking about Spain, who anyway struggled to score goals, uh, it's going to be it's going to be very difficult for the Spanish team to break them down. True. True. Now let's move on to the group F or the group of death or the group of life. I mean, there are so many names floating around for this group, but let's just call it the best group. And tomorrow night, Indian tomorrow night and like probably Wednesday, Indian time, twelve thirty a.m. We have France versus Germany, which is probably the first ever big game, quote unquote, big game of this tournament. Yeah. But yeah, going with the recent form, you will have to say France. I mean, France are obviously the biggest favorites of. This ornament, uh, but yeah. with Hummels and Muller back, do you give Germany some chance? No. Okay. <laughs> I I definitely do not think you know Germany have a chance, especially with the way they played. Yes, their last game was a seven-one victory, uh, but the game before that they were horrible. But the thing is, what's going to be interesting to watch is. How much pressure do France put on themselves? You're seeing the cracks come up a little bit right now. Is it the media? I don't know, or is it you know directed from internally? Is Deschamps trying to create some friction just to get the attention away from the pressure? We don't know, but you know the Giroud Mbappe friction. Uh, obviously, there is the Benzema Giroud friction. Will they all come to a head when it matters for France? You know, I know France versus Germany is the biggest game, but it's not a group decider. It's not the most important game in the context. Uh, so they should probably take comfort from that. But 
it's going to set the standard like if germany get a result out of france it will give a lot of other teams who are probably the second third fourth favorites that you know they can probably also topple france so france have a lot more to lose than germany germany are very happily coming into this game as an underdog and as cruz said like we just have to play our game if we get the result we get the result it's going to be a great game to watch it's definitely not going to be boring because france don't play that way and the new germany also i have to give them credit they don't win to as much as we are used to germany winning but they don't play boring football so it will be a good game i still feel france is just too strong man for man like come on like they'll they're the best yeah even i'm giving france the france to be the favorites but i i i have some feeling that somewhere germany will come out and probably make it tough for france and we'll see the other game is between hungary and portugal again portugal had a, a covid case jao cancelo had tested positive and they've already called in a replacement but why is he out of the tournament is what i don't understand hmm. who uh, cancelo yeah he's cancelo. already out of the tournament they have replaced him with uh, with diego dallo i think they 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 don't expect him to recover quickly and even if he recovers i think he has to go through a certain set of protocols to come Protocol. back into this team so it's better to replace him quickly and they that's quite a big loss yeah. huh that's major, quite a big loss major. because cancelo had a great season with man city he's been in form uh, and that's one of the like the weak points without him in that you know in the left back yeah. left back right i mean left he, back, yeah. he he left starts back. as left back but he kind of pretty much plays in the midfield so i mean at, le- at least how many goals do you think ronaldo is going to score this euros i don't any? know he's definitely looking to score that seven eight goals to uh, to 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 take over uh, i forgot that player's name iran right ali dai ali dai yeah that's what he he is looking at but yeah i i don't think he'll score that many goals to be very honest ronaldo has had a very off season yes he scored 29 goals for juventus he ended up the winning the golden boot or whatever the italian equivalent of it but um, yeah. he actually played very badly in all the crutch games for juventus this season so i to be honest i don't expect a lot out of ronaldo this 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 euros we'll see uh, but again that's the best part of this portugal team Cristiano Ronaldo is not their best player. Yes, yeah. Yeah, he's not the best player. I mean, they have at least two, three players who are better than him. There is Bruno Fernandes. There is Bernardo Silva, who's had a great end to the season. He didn't have a great start, but he had a great end to the season. There is Jota, who's been pretty good, and then you have Ruben Dias. I mean, he won the best player of the EPL. So this Portugal yeah. team is just like. talent is like hanging out of everywhere i mean you can just pick and play anyone yeah. but my only problem with yeah and what my only hmm. problem with portugal Sorry, my go only go problem with portugal is their coach uh he's a very defensive minded coach so i am not sure how is he going to use this overflowing attacking talent to express themselves it will be interesting to see i like how you never mentioned jao felix <laughs> yeah but he's been very on and off this season he's not he is not actually gone to that stage where we will consider him to be uh, a starter i don't even i don't think he will even start would you think he will even start unlikely because they've got so much they've got so many players yeah. in that same position you know they you got guedes also oh yeah gonzalo guedes i forgot then you got uh, andre silva uh, andre silva my god how did yeah exactly god. Uh, so <laughs> so they have a lot and man you're talking you're forgetting ruben neves Yeah, meaning there are yeah. players coming out of the bloody fucking cracks for <laughs> Portugal. So yeah, meaning 
they are a very strong team and again they are going to be one of the favorites for the tournament as well yeah yeah great so yeah so we are done with all the six groups so we'll see and just to give an update guys poland has equalized so it's 1-1 now and it's not lewandowski it's karol lenetti i don't even know to whom he plays for uh anyways let's quickly go through our uh, predictions so ishan winners quickly who's going to be the winner winner of what winner Euro- of euros bro it mean i would say france i mean france yeah even i'm going with france uh, I, i mean i don't think there data, has ever been one team so strong so above the rest in its yeah. going into a tournament it's unbelievable true the last time i remember this was back in i think 1998 when everyone expected brazil to win i mean they lost to france eventually but they did go to the finals i think this was other that was the last time i remember on an international tournament there was one team who was who were obvious favorites so But yeah if france you were a betting man any one of you listeners i wouldn't i would put money on italy italy definitely italy definitely uh, the only problem i thought italy will have is scoring goals but they scored three against turkey so we'll see <laughs> yeah losing finalist who you think will will france play against hey losing finalist and all is a little bata na ek, ek i would now. england chal <laughs> england i'm going with belgium i think belgium will reach there belgium not going to make the final bro <laughs> guaranteed mm. they're going to play france i mean oh okay you're, you're thinking that they're going to meet france and lose okay surprise package surprise package i italy will be a surprise package uh, but i would also say netherlands yeah i thought surprise package italy if you had asked me two weeks before but they're not a surprise package anymore so i'm going to go with czech republic especially after the seeing the way they played against scotland so we'll see a uh, golden boot winner I think this would be pretty easier. Uh I would take a risk and I would say Giroud. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. I'm going to go with Lukaku. I'm not going to take any risk here. <laughs> All right, one last one. Best young talent. I don't even know who's young. Actually that's true. The con- the definition of young has actually become very vague with Jude Bellingham coming in when he is 17. even 21 year old 22 year old look old okay i would say phil foden phil foden not a not a bad choice phil foden is a great great choice yeah i think i think i can think of only him but i have this uh, belgian striker jeremy doku so i think he might probably turn a few heads around so we'll see if jeremy doku can do you can't have the golden boot doing winning and then the doku also doing well now somebody has to one person can score hey, my my second best team is belgium so jeremy doku has to do well <laughs> All right guys so that's for the euros so let's quickly get into our uh, speed point section where we quickly go through the headlines that's happening around the world in the world of sports to be precise so uh, first one apart from euros another international tournament has started that is the copa america after a lot of controversies after a lot of problems it's finally happening it's happening in brazil it's supposed to happen in colombia it didn't happen there it's supposed to happen in argentina it didn't happen there it's finally happening in brazil even the brazilian players were against it but you know what all's done they are going on they are playing two games have happened brazil beat venezuela 3-0 and colombia beat ecuador 1-0 brazil actually obvious favorites quick points anything you want to talk easy favorites they, they've not lost a game in yonks yeah. uh, they play their dominant uh, their second colombia is in a strife internally with james rodriguez being given the cold shoulder argentina 
is just Argentina. Nothing happening. Copa America should probably be Brazil's to win or Brazil's to lose. Yeah. I mean, they are more favourites than France to win Euros, I would say. Easy. Yeah, because there are not too many bigger, like equally heavyweights in that continent. But yeah, yeah. you're right. All right. And I'm talking about the managerial appointments that keeps happening. Maurizio Sarri, people, you guys remember Maurizio Sarri, he is going to coach Lazio, which was announced very interestingly by the Lazio Twitter account with a cigarette emoji. Oh, wow. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a lot of cigarettes <laughs> in the Olympic Stadium. <laughs> I, I was expecting a, a chewed cigarette. It was actually a lit cigarette. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, good appointment actually. Like, Simone Inzaghi, who was their manager last year, moved to Inter Milan. Uh, so they need somebody who is of that of a certain caliber that has their experience in Champions League. So it made sense. He was out of a job. So yeah, it made sense for that appointment. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see Sari versus Mourinho, Lazio versus Roma. So so Serie guys, next year Serie is going to be crazy next year. So do watch out for. Yeah, I'm actually going. I'm actually become. I'm so happy that. Serie now is one of the leagues to watch because it used to be the league to watch before the Premier League got rich. So I'm really happy next season again is going to be entertaining because you're going to see a broke Inter Milan defending their champions championship against a broke Juventus and a resurgent AC Milan team, Napoli. All of them will be better off. So it'll be very good to watch. Talking about Mourinho to Rome, we have Fonseca, who is the ex-Rome manager, to Spurs. I think that's pretty much imminent. I mean, based on whatever I have seen from, from various trusted sources in Twitter that he could become Spurs' coach pretty soon. Uh, which also adds to the point that Fabio Paratici, who is the ex-Juventus sporting director, is now Spurs' sporting director. So that's about managerial changes. Uh, quick player updates. Jeannie uh, Wijnaldum signed for PSG. He did a splits villa. Jeannie <laughs> Wijnaldum did a splits villa. He was on a hot date with Barcelona and then he looked back and he saw a pretty Parisian face and he said, ooh, Paris looks sexy. And then he said, toodaloo to Barcelona and joined PSG out of the blue. Yeah. I'm... Like Jeannie Wijnaldum was supposed to join Barcelona for the last four yeah. years. And when he actually moved, he didn't go to Barcelona. He moved to PSG. Yeah. Unbelievable. And Only Barcelona can fluff up transfers like they yeah. do. Like nobody, I've not known anyone to do it like <laughs> no, that. I mean, they, they weren't ready to uh, offer as much as what PSG was offering him. So it was a clear case. And PSG, again, talking about them, they are getting very busy in the market. They are going to sign Donnarumma. Uh, it seems to be that also almost done. So it's not official yet. But looks like that's also done. So again, a great signing. So um, enough of football. Uh, we are going to have a first time ever in the history of Sports Charcha, a non-football update. We have a tennis update. Novak Djokovic won the French Open, his 19th title. And he became the first ever player in the Open era. First ever men's player in the Open era to win all slams at least twice. And uh, Barbara uh, Krejcikova, I, I, I think I get the, I think I got the pronunciation wrong. If not, apologies for that. Won both singles and doubles, so it was great. I, I saw both the semi-finals and the finals. It, it was breathtaking tennis. It was brilliant. I think the bigger news is that Nadal didn't win. <laughs> yeah. But what a final that was uh, between Djokovic and Tsitsipas. He, Tsitsipas is yeah. going to be the talent of the future. 
uh we've actually in the men, yeah. men's tennis has been craving for a yeah, name really, other than the top really. four uh i'm a little personally disappointed with how roger federer is fading out in his career uh it feels like how michael jordan was refusing to retire and then you saw the worst of him i would i would hope that doesn't happen with federer but novak djokovic man like i'm not a djokovic fan but you have to give it to this guy in a era where you know when our children when we talk about tennis to our children we are probably going to yeah. talk about nadal and federer not talk about djokovic there's a very good likelihood he might end up winning yeah. more grand slams than both of them so that shows is a testament to what a great player one of the all time greats great great french open actually to be honest you know finally tennis is back to being interesting it had a lost its touch for a couple of years yeah and i'm talking about women's tennis i mean you're talking about men's tennis that the four game like pretty much these three guys have been winning everything for the last i don't know for 20 years i don't know how many years they have been doing this but the good thing that yeah. the women's tennis is actually producing more and more new talent in fact this is the sixth straight year that the women single champions at the french open was a first time grand slam singles champion so that's pretty wow. that's pretty refreshing to see so good 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 to good to hear it and uh, yeah better best of luck to all the players and hoping to see a much better wimbledon too and also we have uh, the world test championship starting on the 18th june between india and new zealand so hoping to see a good game i'm very scared <laughs> yeah i'm very scared yeah. i have the way uh, for you guys who watch cricket i know most of you who are listening to us do the way new zealand dismantled england unbelievable i can i meaning it was a destruction beyond belief and i'm very scared for uh, india in this finals because you know i it's not a one day it's not you can't say it's on that day who can win it's bloody five days and new zealand are just too strong right now it's going to be very difficult for india to win i don't know if how many players or fast are in form it's been a while actually it's rare that we act we can say that it's been a while since we've seen india play So great. All right. So that's about it guys for today. So we will be recording again on Thursday night. We will talk about the games that happen in the next 3 days and we'll do a very quick preview of the World Test Championship between India and New Zealand. So that's going to start on 18th June as we just spoke. So if you haven't subscribed, I don't know what are you waiting for. The episode is almost over. So please quickly go and hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening this and keep looking out for more episodes on more on other sports also we're not just going to talk about football as you, as i just said we are going to talk about cricket too so uh, great guys have a great week and whosoever team you are supporting hope they have a good euros and whosoever team you are supporting in the world trade world test championship world. hope okay guys so for <laughs> everyone who doesn't know this ba- bala is insistent on calling the world test championship the world trade center i have no idea if we have any americans listening sorry he is he doesn't do it on purpose that's that's just looking at the wtc like it keeps bringing world trade center etc <laughs> how many times <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah, how many times? Okay, guys, on that note, thank you very much. Have a great day and have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, 
please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to it not only helps us but also new listeners to easily find our podcast you can also reach out to us on twitter at the rate sports charcha a big shout out to the jam room audio for our theme music you can follow the jam room on facebook at the rate the jam room audio bye